Also speaking on this is Max Victor. He's been a principal for three yeah, years. The first question I have is, have you noticed more and more teachers quitting? Uh, overall, across the education community, yes, yes I have. Um, I, I would say that probably what that looks like school to school is going to vary. And I'm in the private sector. And so there's going to be some some differences there. But but overall, and since I started as a school leader in 2020, Yes, I think that's that's a well-established, well-known phenomenon that many of us have experienced in many different ways. Okay. All right. Has it become a real problem or do you think there's a reason for concern going into the future with the teachers with teachers quitting? I do. I, I think it I, I think I think the cons definitely outweigh, <laughs> you know, any pros <laughs> that you can come up with uh with a situation like that. Um, because we're seeing probably um, you know, we're, we're not going to know all the ramifications of that until years later, uh, when the students we're educating or trying to educate are in our position and they're the adults. And if we haven't equipped them and sent quality teachers alongside them, we've done them a great disservice. And I, I don't believe we'll see the fruits of that until much later, but we, we may already start seeing some of those things sooner than later. Okay. All right. What do you what do you think are the reasons that teachers are quitting or getting burned out? What do you think are the reasons? Um, I think uh, expectations uh, have not been aligned uh, with what the needs are in front of them. Uh, the supports, um, you know, my response as a principal is going to be a little different, but I think the supports have been there, but it hasn't always been directed uh, in, in the right ways. Um you know, I think uh, uh, there's just been a lot of environmental factors as well. Student needs continue to go up and uh, neither the supports nor the, comp nor the compensation have always kept up. First, that's going to vary district to district or school to school. Um, but overall, um, you're going to find probably there was a large chunk, a large pocket of the, of the demographic of, of educators who um, were experiencing some challenges for a while, but because of the part for the profession, they stuck around. Um, and when those things kind of boiled over with the pandemic and all the things that came alongside that and with it, um, we saw kind of a mass exodus from the profession. Okay. All right. I know you, you just touched up on it a little bit, but if you want to re-emphasize, what are your thoughts on teacher pay? Do you think that is overstated? Is is you know, our teacher are they not getting paid enough? Do you think that's the kind of there's is there some truth there? What what are your thoughts? I think overall, uh, you know, we're a private school. Mm -hmm. We're going to be substantially behind the public school. Uh, you know, and uh, and so the conversation plays out a little different for us. <laughs> so in that regard, you know, I I don't know what that does as far as uh how that compares to other responses you get. Um, I, I would say that uh, you know, uh, as a profession, I, I I would be supportive to say that teachers should get paid more. Uh, I would also, by the same token, be okay with there being uh, uh you know. Uh, if if the pay and the supports are there, then we can absolutely have an expectation uh, that this is a this is there's a standard of professionalism. Um, but I think they're by and large. Uh, I think you're going to find more teachers that are doing a great job and are not getting paid enough mm -hmm. than the other scenario. And um, and so it's really just going to be so different district to district. I you know I you look at school districts where uh, teachers are paid substantially more than any administrator in my school 
is paid. I mean, double. The economy is a little different in those areas. And, uh, you know, but and and also those those teachers may have to deal with, um, in some cases, a higher level of need. So I think every situation is really different. Um, but uh, overall, I think uh, we uh, there seems to be this perpetuating cycle where uh, there's an attitude about the profession that is not not the not the most reverent what it needs to be. And as a result, it's easy for us to justify it being a lower paid professional position. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself perpetuates the first part. It's a chicken or egg situation mm-hmm. where, you know, teachers are not paid enough and you get, you know, it, it becomes harder and harder to retain quality people who look elsewhere, um, you know, uh, and, and the people who uh, continue on are the people who either have other means to keep going or they just have such a heart for it. Um uh, but it but it gets harder and harder to to replenish the really high quality people that I, I think some of them have uh, have stepped away. Um, uh, I think there's a traditional model of paying teachers on a graded scale, like a salary schedule, and that um, that's in place in a lot of places. We have it in our school. That's been in school districts I've worked at before, um, and I think a lot of people who left the profession were at a place where they could retire. Um, and that, and so, uh, you know, that that's a little different from across the board. We saw career changes, but also a lot of early retirements in the past couple of years. Oh, great. All right. That's good input. Uh, the ne- next question is, do you think, are they hard to replace? Are teachers hard to replace? And, and why or why not? The good ones are. Good ones. <laughs> the good ones are very hard to replace. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, but at the same time, yeah, I, I would say. I could give you my experience, which has been that being in a school that we're in a district being our own private school, uh, we're in a district that is paying substantially less uh, than a lot of the other districts around. And I've experienced, you know, uh, people uh, go through our interview process in years past um, and turn away, decline offers uh, much more frequently than I would have expected to happen. I mean, in my first year, it was like, a third to half of the people that we would extend offers to would see the number and say, you know, I don't know that that's going to work for me. Mm. Um, the school board has had a real concerted effort to get caught up and be more competitive with the local public school. Uh, and, uh, and, and we've seen a, I've seen a substantial drop in that happening. Um, I find myself in the past year, year and a half, much less frequently in that. I don't know that anybody's rejected an offer since the first or second major increase that we've made. That has benefited everybody. It was a blessing to all our faculty. They they all needed it greatly, and mm-hmm. um, but I know that I needed it too because now I'm able to actually uh, actually recruit people uh, and not have that be an obstacle. Uh, but I would say that every school is going to have to answer your question directly. Yes, every school is going to have their teachers that people like me are are horrified of losing um, uh, because these are the people who are the pushers. They're driving school uh, mission uh, alongside you. And um, they're the ones that are going above and beyond. Um, and so, uh, and setting an example for all the others. And so that, you know, uh, you, you feel the effects a lot greater when, when people like that exit the profession. Okay. All right. What does it take to become a teacher now? Would you say, is it easier or harder than it used to be? Or is it about the same? The direction I've seen it go, again, I could take your question <laughs> in a couple of different ways, but I'll answer it from my experience as a school leader for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels like in my state, which is Missouri, 
it's gotten uh, easier um, uh, to get to attain licensure and things like that. I think schools, school districts have appealed to their states saying we really need people. And as a result, they've they've lowered some of the requirements. And I don't know how I feel about that, because some of those requirements are standards that are that keep everybody accountable and ensure that there's a standard that's consistent across schools and anywhere you go. Um, at the same time, it, it, it's a hoop that if I have people like in our private school who are already practicing because we are not we're not we're be- we benefit from having that same standard, but we're not required. Our accreditation only requires a bachelor's degree. Well, we I may have had some people here who just needed to check the box and get their license. And, and that was just a hoop they need to jump through that. It's a beneficial thing that they don't need to do that anymore. Um, or it's easier to go about doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. We want the teachers to be certified. Most of our staff are certified. Uh, the same as any public school. Um, but uh, I do have a concern in the back of my mind about if we, if we, if we um, make it easier to become a substitute and easier to become a teacher, eventually that, you know, they can't find good principles. Is it going to be easier to become a principal? What are the ramifications of that? It's something I think about. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. One last question. One last question. And this might, this is a loaded one. And it is, <laughs> what do you think needs to happen in order to stop teacher burnout across the board? I think it needs to start from, uh, I actually think it needs to start from the very beginning, from the university level. I think the teacher prep program needs to be looked at. Um, uh, I had a positive experience where, where I went to school um, overall that for me, but what I saw, um, was from the very first steps of the profession, you have young people that are exploring career paths there and they're looking to become a teacher. Um, I think the universities that place those candidates in front of children immediately as early as they can, those are the ones that are preparing them well. And I think a lot of programs that may, uh, wait and you don't get your experience in, in a classroom until your student teaching, then um, you're wasting people's time and money in some cases. Um, and 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 in the inevitable outcome that somebody realizes that, you know, this might not be the right profession for them, but by then it's too late because they're so invested, um, you know, you're, and, uh, and because school districts are often so desperate now, uh, I think that it actually starts there. And I, that, that might not be a response that you might get, but um, I, I'm... I'm very passionate about new teachers and, and what that looks like. I think that's the future and we can do what we can for existing the entire scope of educators in the country, but it's going to be very nuanced and complicated because it's going to look different everywhere you go. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I've got my eyes set on what are our colleges doing to prepare excellent educators um, so that, um, you know, when I'm retiring, the people that are taking my place, uh, are going to have uh, my desires for them to have a, just an excellent pool where they have to make very careful decisions and not just have one applicant apply and decide, is this a viable person to work with, but have many apply where they have to have a complicated HR process um, uh, uh, because people want to get into their school. And for that, we need an excellent pool of well-equipped educators. And that's going to benefit no matter what school you go to because you're preparing a whole generation of teachers that all have a different calling to all different locations. But you know that there's quality instruction happening in a city, in a suburb, in a rural environment, in an alternative school, no matter where you go. Awesome.